It's showtime, folks! Hola, this is Shelly Martinez. This is former WWE superstar Luke Gallows. Here's your boy Shaq Gaffwaddy. This is the Wolf Warrior low-key. This is Terry Sultan of Ring of Honor. This is Christopher Daniels. And the gospel, according to the Fallen Angels, says that you are listening to the SNS Radio Network. Hey, yo, say hello to the bad guy, Scott Hall. Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, what's up? It's the LDB 130 Pittsburgh. Hi, uh, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you're listening to SNS Radio Network. Hi, gang. This is Mean Gene Okerlund from the WWE. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. And you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Is listening. Macho man Randy Savage. What makes you so macho? What makes you a man? And certainly I want to know what makes you a savage. Randy Macho Man Savage. You put the three together, and when you put them against this man, the WWF champion, Savage, you come up a loser. Had to be a name he gave himself. <laughs> certainly the fans didn't call him Macho Man. Certainly no woman that I've ever known called him Macho Man. So, Savage, WrestleMania 8, the big show. It's you and me. You've been the champion. You've walked the aisle. Been the cock of the walk. Had everything the way you wanted it. No more, pal. It's Mr. Perfect. And Ric Flair, looking you in the eye, telling you we're the World Wrestling Federation champion and telling you we know something you don't know. <laughs> Woo! This is the main event. What you gonna do? It's just a match. Tyson, Tyson, Tyson. Better is, better was, and the best ever will be. Woo! Yeah! Ooh, yeah. You can call this the new world order of wrestling because Stone Cold said so. Oh my God! What I'd like to have right now... Rest in peace, Mordorah. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. Are you ready? You think you know me? Oh, you didn't know? Yeah, I come here to fight. And innovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. Welcome, fans. Your host... Ring announcer Sean Beckerman is proud to present the show that takes you back in time, bringing you pro wrestling nostalgia featuring classic moments and old school themes. So get ready to go beyond the bell on the SNS Radio Network, as well as archived at beyondthebell.podbean.com. Welcome to Volume 3 of the Epic Encounter series here on Beyond the Bell. This show is going to be extraordinary as we take a look back at two of the greatest feuds of all time. Both feuds lasted over an extended period and both made an impact on the world of professional wrestling and sports entertainment, each in a different capacity, and both had completely different storylines. Tonight's card features... 
Jerry the King Lawler versus Andy Kaufman, the man from Hollywood. And in the main event of Volume 3, Nature Boy Ric Flair versus the Macho Man Randy Savage, a feud that spanned between two federations and that extended through a period of several years. The Macho Man versus Ric Flair headlines, Beyond the Bell, Epic Encounters, Volume 3. So fans, buckle up because we have a tremendous show. It's go time. I um, can verify the fact that it is certainly serious that gals are up there trying to take you apart. And you have no idea how good they are, how strong they are. You, you don't know when you get in there with them. I've never seen them before in my life. And they just come up there and uh, I let the audience choose who I'm going to wrestle. I've never met a woman in the ring in the three and a half years that I've been doing this who was able to pin my shoulders to the ground. And it's embarrassing, but I'll keep doing it because they keep saying they want to try. And as long as there's women out there that want to try and humiliate themselves like that. Now, I'm not saying women are mentally uh, inferior to men because uh, when it comes to things like uh, uh, cooking and cleaning, washing the potatoes, scrubbing the carrots, raising the babies, mopping the floors, uh, they have it all over men. I believe that. But uh, when it comes to the wrestling, when it comes to them getting in the wrestling ring, there, there's nothing up there. They're all oatmeal north of the eyebrows. They're all, uh, you know, we Tina for brains, you know what I mean? I will pay $1,000. I'll take on anybody who wants to come in that ring and volunteer. I don't think you can do it. You know why? Because I'm going to send you back to the kitchen where you belong. I'm going to have you scrubbing the potatoes and washing the, washing the carriage. Because that's where you belong, ladies. Well, as it turned out in Memphis, they had... I don't know, maybe a dozen or something like that, uh, volunteers. And boy, the crowd ended up with Foxy. Now, Foxy is a very large lady. Andy Kaufman just barely got out of there with his money and his hide. He almost had too much to handle in Foxy. Andy Kaufman was a star on the hit TV show Taxi and frequent guest on Saturday Night Live. As part of his comedy routine, he would wrestle women and declared himself the intergender world champion. In 1982, he took his comedy skit to the Memphis Wrestling Territory, home of Jerry the King Lawler. I got an idea, Mr. Andy Kaufman, before you raise your hand up. Jerry Lawler making comments. And I don't know why Jerry Lawler's getting his nose into it. He has nothing to do with this. And he's saying, let's give him another three minutes. He should keep his nose out of my business. I had agreed to be in uh, Foxy's corner and give her pointers during the match. And uh, here was a guy who they obviously didn't like because of the things he had said about women. And Andy Kaufman, after already pinning her, had her down, rubbing her face in the mat. And there's 10,000 people hollering, hey, Jerry, get in there and do something. Andy Kaufman. Uh, 
that's really where it all started. I finally went into the ring and just to just to kind of lift Andy up off of her. It was like he sailed halfway across the ring, landed on his back, and uh, uh, jumped up screaming that he was going to see everybody inside. Once again, the time, ladies and gentlemen, eight minutes, 35 seconds. <laughs> Andy Kaufman, the winner and still the entertainer. It all went downhill from that. Andy Kaufman, I'm from Hollywood. When he went to Memphis, he offered any woman in the crowd $1,000 and his hand in marriage if they could beat him. Local legend Jerry the King Lawler was getting sick of seeing him humiliate the local women. He trained a lady named Foxy, and after she lost and Kaufman wouldn't stop humiliating her, Lawler pushed Kaufman off her. Kaufman threatened to sue, but later accepted Lawler's challenge to a match. They finally fought on April 5th, 1982. After several minutes of stalling, Lawler allowed Kaufman to put him in a headlock. Lawler quickly gave him a suplex and two pile drivers. The move was banned in Memphis. Therefore, it made it extremely rare and shocking. Lawler lost by disqualification as a result, and Kaufman was in the hospital for several days. Jerry the King Lawler, Southern Heavyweight Champ. And uh, Jerry said I need a little time because I got something I want to talk to you about, and I'm trusting his good judgment. What well, is all this, Jerry? I got something that is a little unusual to talk about. Uh, can you tell what that is? That's a, uh, have you seen a deposition before? Oh, boy, look That's at exactly that. That's exactly what that yeah. is. I got... I got uh, well, let me go back in time just a little bit. Does everybody remember when Andy Kaufman, you know, remember Andy Kaufman, the guy from Taxi and everything? Taxi, yeah. He came to Memphis, you know, and he wanted to wrestle some women and everything. Yep. Well, okay, he came here a few months ago, and he did wrestle and beat several women, but there was one girl named Foxy who gave him a tough battle. Really? So she, he, she came back and wrestled him again, and, and he did finally win the match. But uh, I was in her corner, gave her a few pointers and everything, and after the match was over... Um, you know, he kind of roughed her up a little bit. Well, I went in the ring and kind of pulled him off and maybe shoved him back a little bit. Well, uh, day before yesterday, I got a knock on my door, and a man delivers me a videotape and this, which is a deposition for, given to a lawyer and a court reporter from uh, Andy Kaufman, and apparently uh, I'm being sued by Andy Kaufman now. And I just want to well, show you this show you this <laughs> tape. 
tape from Andy Kaufman if you want to look at this. Okay. Can you, can you yeah. run this? Yeah, let's, this here is it is. Silly. Yeah, yeah, if you remember me, I'm Andy Kaufman from Hollywood. Remember, you pushed me around in the ring last time I was down in Memphis, Tennessee. Well, let me tell you something, Mr. Lawler. I am not a hick. I am not from Memphis, Tennessee. I don't come from Tennessee like you do, okay? I come from Hollywood, California, where I make movies and TV shows. I am a national television star, and I want the respect that I deserve when I come down to Memphis. And I I don't like any hick like you pushing me around in the ring. I never agreed to wrestle you. I was wrestling someone else. You stuck your nose in. You came in the ring. You pushed me around. And now you know what I'm going to do? Mr. Lawler, I have a lot of money, okay? A lot of money. And I've hired a lawyer. And I am going to sue you for every cent that you've got. Every cent that you're worth. You will be in debt to me for the rest of your life. You'll never eat again when I'm through with you. You'll never wish. You'll wish you never heard the name Andy Kaufman. Do you hear me? Do you believe me? You don't believe me? Just in case you don't believe me, I brought my lawyer with me. You'll meet him right now, Mr. Bob Zamuda. Well, Mr. Kaufman, the bottom line is this. Uh, the law is the law. Assault and battery is assault and battery. It does not matter if this man attacked you viciously on the street of New York City or in L.A. Well, it wouldn't happen in Los Angeles. Or, but in, in the South, if you were attacked on the street or if you were attacked in a wrestling ring, you did not sign any contract that you were going to wrestle that man this eve that, that evening. Right. He jumped in the ring. He hit you. It's just as much if a spectator jumped in that ring and hit you over the head. Like this man clubbed you. I, I saw the tape. Uh, Tell me, do I have a case, Mr. Zimuda? You have a perfect case. A okay, perfect if case. I sue him, will I win? Yes, you will, sir. Okay, will he ever eat again? Uh, if somebody gives him a handout. Well, Mr. Lawler, I hope you have a lot of friends that'll give you handouts, because when I'm through with you, you won't be able to eat again. I'll see you in court, my friend. <laughs> I'd well, forgotten the whole well, issue. Well, yeah, I had forgotten it too. Well, let me just let me just tell you the what, what I figured out on this Andy Kaufman situation is the fact that probably when Andy Kaufman was growing up, maybe you know a little kid, he at that time was obviously a big wrestling fan. Probably fantasized, you know, as all little kids do, you want to be a policeman or whatever. He probably fantasized when he was a little child that he wanted to be a wrestler someday. Well, unfortunately, when he grew up. Mother Nature was not so kind to him, and he grew up to be a wimp. You know, just a tall, skinny idiot like he is. And so he realized that he could never fulfill his dream of becoming a professional wrestler. Now, you know, whatever you wanted a long time ago, you know, when, when you're finally able to, to get these things, you realize that, uh, uh, you know, whatever you really wanted, you really go after them later on in life. Like myself, when I was a little kid, my parents would never let me drink soft drinks. When I was old enough finally to make my own decision, I'd drink about 10 a day. Now, I, you know. <laughs> so this is what, obviously what happened to Andy Kaufman was, he knew he could never be a wrestler, so he had to settle, which is, you know, no, no, bad, no bad deal. He became a television star and made movies and everything, which is very nice. But uh, apparently from doing all of this, he made enough money that he finally sat back and said, you know, with all this money I've got, maybe I can live out my fantasy of being a wrestler. Now, I'm sure what went through that warped mind of Andy Kaufman was he said, now, there's no way I could wrestle a man or beat a man, so I will wrestle women. So now he goes all around the country, and he wrestles women, and the poor women, they feel like it's a big honor to be in the ring with somebody that's on network television, yeah. you know, that's somebody that's a big star. So they go in there, and Andy Kaufman makes a fool out of them just because they think it's a big deal to be in the ring or wrestle a big star Plus like Andy Kaufman. he puts Kaufman. up a lot of money. That's yeah. right. Well, yeah, you know, but the, the main thing is they think it's a big deal to be in there with Andy Kaufman. And he makes a fool out of them, and at the same time, he lives out his fantasy. 
He thinks that he is a wrestler. Well, let me just say this, Andy Kaufman. You can sue me and you can get all of these. This lawyer looks like the kind of guy that specializes in whiplash cases, you know, that chases the ambulances. You can get all the lawyers you want to, Andy Kaufman, and you can sue me all you want to, but I've got a very simple solution for you, wimp. And I've realized that he's obviously got somebody taping this or he's going to find out what I say. So if Andy Kaufman wants to live out his fantasy of being a wrestler, I can, I can let him live that out real easily, Lance. If he would st ever once step into the wrestling ring with a man, you would see what it would be like to be a wrestler and it would end your fantasies and end your dreams in just about 30 seconds and you would never want to be in a wrestling ring again. So if you want to do that, we can settle it two ways, Andy Kaufman. We can settle it in court, which your case is a joke. You know, Lance, I didn't I barely pushed the guy. That's a joke. Or what I would propose and what I think everybody would love to see is Andy Kaufman come and get in the ring with a real wrestler and let him see what it's like to really wrestle. How would that be? Sounds fine. Okay. Love it. Could you get, like maybe get that message to Mr. Andy oh, Kaufman for I'm me? I'm sure that we will, and I'll <laughs> I appreciate you say he'll know it. Jerry, that... Uh... The match made headlines around the country and was even featured a few weeks later on Saturday Night Live. Then... The Late Night with David Letterman incident. On July 28, 1982, Lawler and Kaufman appeared on Late Night with David Letterman to air their differences out. As they were going to a commercial break, Lawler smacked Kaufman in the face. When they came back from break, Kaufman launched into a profanity-laced tirade that was so obscene that NBC threatened to never have him on the air again. Kaufman threatened to sue them for $200 million and then to buy the network with the money and turn it into a 24-hour wrestling network, which hopefully we may see coming down the line in a couple of years. This story was so huge, it was on the front page of the New York Times. This was one of the very first incidents of a mainstream actor bringing professional wrestling into the spotlight. Now it's more common. I want you people to watch closely... This tape that Andy Kaufman sent in, then I got some else to say. Can we watch okay. this? Let's roll it now and take it. Mr. Lawler, I've heard all these things you've been saying about me on television. You want to wrestle me? You want to wrestle me, my infant style? All right, fine. I'm not afraid of you, Mr. Lawler, because let me tell you something. True, I only wrestle women, but I've wrestled women that are a lot bigger and stronger than you. Matter of fact, they're probably smarter than you because you don't have any brains. You're from Memphis, Tennessee. All you do is plow the fields and farm and the farm and the... Uh, is that how you talk to Memphis, Tennessee, Mr. Lawler? Boo. See, Mr. Lawler, you don't have any brains. I am from Hollywood. I have the brains. That's how I win my matches. I say the bigger they come, the harder they fall. You might be twice as big as me, but I've wrestled women that are twice as big as me, and I've mopped the floor with them. And that's what I'm going to do with you, Mr. Lawler. You challenged me to a wrestling match. I think you bit off a little more than you can chew. I'm going to wipe the floor with you, Mr. Lawler. I'll give you a little sample. This is what's going to happen when you and I wrestle each other in Memphis. Come here. What's your name? Susan. How tall are you, Susan? Six foot. And uh, how much do you weigh? 327. 327 pounds. That's a lot more than you weigh, Lawler. Okay? Watch this. Let's go. Come on, baby! That's what's just gonna happen to you, Lawler! See? Come on, baby! Come on! Andy, I think you really hurt her. It doesn't matter. She doesn't have any money. She's poor. She can't sue me. 
The feud in the ring continued. Kaufman teamed up with manager Jimmy Hart and offered $5,000 for a bounty to any wrestler that would give Lawler the pile driver. A very simple added storyline to this feud. Tremendous. Eventually, Hart and Kaufman got into an argument leading to Kaufman to ask Lawler for help. Lawler agreed to help Kaufman on the condition that Kaufman never wrestles again. So a little twist to the storyline, continuing it. Three minutes into the match, Kaufman threw powder into Lawler's eyes, and the assassins gave Lawler the pile driver. A turn, extending this feud and adding a new a new element and new, you say, a new light to the fire. Well, we're back on the Jerry Lawler Show, and we don't want to waste any time because I've got some things I want to say to this guy. This is our bad guy interview segment, and uh, this guy came in number two on the turkey list. None other than Andy Kaufman, and uh, there he is. <laughs> you came in number two on our turkey contest. Listen, Lawler, I didn't know that you were having a contest like that, and if I know, I'll sue you. I'll sue you for having me on a contest like that. You are using my name, my face, my name is worth money, and you want to put me on a turkey contest? Let me tell you something. You put my head on the face on that turkey, and I'm going to sue you for slander and libel. That's making me look bad. No, we're not doing that. God beat us to that. But let me just say that... Well, I didn't come here to be insulted. I'll walk right out of here. I'm telling you right now, I'm used to being on big shows nationwide. I'm not used to being on a little rinky-dink local show. And what are you trying to be like, David Letterman with the Jerry Lawler show? You're always telling me not to be in the wrestling business. Now you're trying to be in show business like me. You don't belong in show business. You should stay in the wrestling business, Lawler. Okay. Uh, Well, let me just say this, Mr. Kaufman. I understand you... You know, uh, you had come on here and said all of this big talk about how Muhammad Ali has been training you That's to be right. a boxer. And what, I knocked what, you out. What is your preoccupation with being a wrestler or a boxer? What about... Lola, I you, knocked you, you out. Be- what are you talking about? I knocked you out with a right hook, and I'll knock you out again tomorrow night with a windmill. Who are you looking at? Here, hey, there I am. Huh? <laughs> what are you looking at, the monitor? I'm over here. Here I am. Look in the camera. Talk to Lawler, me, Lawler, don't be a wise guy, okay, because I'll knock you out the same way I did last week. Look, you thought you were a big man when it comes to wrestling. Fine, you're, okay, you can, you can beat me in wrestling. You give me the pile driver, which is illegal in the first place. I knocked you out when I had those boxing gloves on. You just give me a pair of boxing gloves and I'll knock you out again. I'll knock you out every time, Lawler. Haven't you learned your lesson? You're so dumb. You're so dumb, Lawler. Well, let me, let me ask dumb. you something. Yee-hee. What about the... What, a, what about your career, Andy? As, uh, are, are, are you planning on making boxing a career now, or what is it? Lawler, I have a good career, okay? And I just do this for fun because I want to knock you out. I don't like what you did to me. And let me tell you, let me tell you something else, <laughs> Lawler. Let me, tell you, let me just tell you something else. I don't have to come here and be, and be slandered by you. And I don't have to come here and be on some a little rinky-dink show with you. I don't even know why I'm here doing this. Well, you, uh, obviously, uh, you were asked to do it, uh, and you've obviously agreed to do it. Oh, why, you... Lola, why aren't you having me one-on-one, like, like Dave Brown? Why don't you have me one-on-one? Are you afraid of me? You afraid of me because you're such a wimp? If you were a real man like you always said, you would have me in the same studio with you. You understand, Lawler? Huh? I'm not afraid of you, but you're afraid of me. Otherwise, I'd be in the same studio. Come on, Lawler. Why don't you have me on one-on-one, Lawler? Okay, well, we're going to be one-on-one tomorrow night, so that's... Yeah, and I'll give you the windmill. Uh, don't, let me give you a little advice, Lawler. Don't get too close to me, because I'll knock you to the ground. I'm going to just keep that windmill going for an hour if okay. I have to. I've been training every day. I have the windmill going for an <laughs> hour, and I can keep you away from me. If you get too close, I'll knock you right down to the ground. Okay, Andy, thanks uh, for being here. Lord, and I can just say this. Uh, you will be able to make some money as a boxer because you can sell advertising space on the soles of your shoes after I get through with you there uh, tomorrow night. Uh, that's enough. Uh, we, we're going to talk about a monkey. We've had enough out of that monkey. The aftermath 
Andy Kaufman died of cancer May 16, 1984, just two years later. Jerry Lawler continued to be the king of Memphis and has been a commentator for the WWF slash E since the mid-90s. Most importantly, while other promoters were happy to see a wrestler beat up a Hollywood star, a young Vince McMahon saw the publicity dealing with the star dealing with stars and they saw how it could generate such success and used this blueprint to start his domination of the wrestling world. This feud lives on through a documentary that we saw called I'm From Hollywood, which airs frequently on Comedy Central and was revisited in the hit movie Man on the Moon starring Jim Carrey. We also seen Andy Kaufman produce uh, other wrestling you could say documentaries slash films slash uh, mockumentaries, pieces, what what have you. Uh, one of which, which I remember, which took me by surprise and got me. It was so entertaining and got me excited to see old school wrestling when I was at a younger age. Was seeing uh, the, the interview with Classy Freddie Blassie that was uh, directed by Andy Kaufman, which was it was so entertaining. I recommend you try to find it on YouTube or online. It was such an entertaining piece. Andy Kaufman has such a different view on the world and especially professional wrestling. He was intrigued by pro wrestling, and I believe he used it to not benefit his career because it just added a new element. He wanted to be a part of this industry. You could just tell he was a fan, and he knew how to sell. He knew how to sell tickets. He knew how to make people hate them. Uh, we had our best, greatest heel turns edition of Beyond the Bell. We talked about heels. Andy Kaufman knew what it was to be a heel. A lot of criticism we see by heels of today's day and age is that they do not commit fully to have the fans hate them. I think you know you, you certain certain stars in today's day and age they lack that that ability, or they get scared to have the fans fully hate them. They still want to be that cool heel, like a Kevin Nash. Very few want to be like a CM Punk. That no matter what, they want to have the fans hate them, and they love it. They thrive on it. I know some 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 superstars that I announced, some major players in wrestling from people who are just starting out to superstars of the card on, an, on the independent wrestling scene, and they live to work the fans. And there's some that just get it and don't. Andy Kaufman, for a Hollywood star not to have any formal wrestling training to any extensive degree, got it. He knew how to work a crowd, knew how to be a heel, and that is what made this feud so special. The longevity of uh, longevity of the feud, the way the feud extended over a series of 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 points and time and several matches and variances of matches, and then we saw different elements of this feud being added in a a turn, possibly a babyface turn for Kaufman, maybe a heel turn for Lawler, but no, it was turned against Lawler. So many different elements to this feud. What made it so special, so original, and Certain parts of this feud are continued and used to this very day, especially when you use Hollywood stars or movie stars. Andy Kaufman laid the groundwork to be, to add or have a movie star added in a storyline feud. So I don't see what reason the WWE would have not to include Andy Kaufman in the cele- celebrity wing of the Hall of Fame. He is 
truly one of the greatest celebrities used in the squared circle. And if he hadn't had died of cancer at 84, who knows? He may have still been involved in wrestling to this very day. I, I believe he definitely would have been a, a guest host of Monday Night Raw. Andy Kaufman loved wrestling. Jerry Lawler was a king in Memphis and was just made to an even bigger star, a more of a main stage level, as he was seen on David Letterman. And he knew how to work it as well with Andy Kaufman. We saw Man on the Moon was a great movie. Docu- it was a documentary slash drama based upon the life of Andy Kaufman. Jerry Lawler was in it. JR was in it. And you really got to grasp how big of a part Jerry Lawler was to Andy Kaufman's career, especially towards the latter portion of his life. So this feud from the aftermath to the beginning stages from I'm From Hollywood to Late Night with David Letterman surely laid an imprint of all on all of our minds as wrestling fans and will forever remember the Kaufman-Lawler feud as one of the greatest. Well, uh, Jerry, I, I, uh, I know it's not a pleasant subject, but I just wanted to ask because you were so uh, prominent in uh, his wrestling career. Uh, we, we saw the uh, sad news about Andy Kaufman passing away, and I just wondered uh, if you had any comments to make about it. Well... You know, that, that is changing the subject, and i got some more I want to say about Humongous, but really, I am not, you know, I've had calls all, all week ever since, uh, you know, ever since Andy Kaufman did pass away. I've had calls from TV stations all across the country wanting to know my comments about, you know, about Andy Kaufman's death. I'm really the wrong person to, to talk to about that. You know, I, I, did, I, I didn't like Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman didn't like me. Uh, I'm sorry that the guy's dead, but I would think that, you know, I, I always thought that when somebody dies, you talk to somebody that, that thought a lot of them. I hope that if I die, they don't interview Jimmy Hart, because, you know, I can imagine what he's going to say about it. It's a sad situation. I'm sorry about it. But other than that, you know, that's all i got to say. The, the thing about uh, Monday night, I want to tell Humongous this, and I want to tell uh, the fans that, uh, the, you know, the support is, as I said, in the in the past few months, I realized, I sat back, I looked at some of my matches, and I realized... I have neglected, it's been my own fault, I've neglected my career and I've let the fans down. But as I said, my mind is in the right place now. It's head on, straight ahead, and brother, the Southern Heavyweight Championship for years has been known as my belt and I still consider it my belt. And I don't make promises with my mouth that my body can't keep. So I'm making this promise right now to all of the people, to all of the fans, that Monday night I will beat Humongous and win my Southern Heavyweight title back. Either that or I'll wind up in the hospital. And that's a promise, Lance. I know that's a heavy statement. He's going to have to do such a number on me that I'll be in a local hospital or either I'll walk out of that ring with my belt back. And that is a promise. I certainly hope the belt is about that hospital. When we return on Beyond the Bell, we'll look ahead to a different type of feud that spanned between the WWF and WCW. We take a look at the feud between the late macho man Randy Savage and the great nature boy Ric Flair. We'll be right back with more Beyond the Bell. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. The official fragrance of Beyond the Bell. (laughs) Practice. You know, now there's a fragrance... That puts it all on the line. Arrogance. Whether it's a forehand, a backhand, every shot's a winner. Because women, Navrata, love it. Arrogance for men will make you the number one seed. One shot, and you'll be in the royal box. I don't know that. 
let me tell you something. Nobody knows more about being cool than the hitman. And let me tell you something. It is not cool to smoke. Be a survivor and don't smoke. Standing ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled to take you back in time. Host, ring announcer, Sean Beckerman brings you pro wrestling nostalgia featuring classic moments and old school themes. So buckle up and go beyond the bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. It's go time. WrestlingOnline.com, the official news source of wrestling news live. You're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling. Log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest running newsletter on the internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's free. Once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com. Put your tongue on and see if it hurt. I hear voices in my head. They counsel me. They understand. They talk to me. Since 1996, Audio Wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and Wrestle Talk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, www.audiowrestling.com, and check out all the real voices of wrestling radio. Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in since 1996. Sucker, sucker. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion, and you're listening to SNS Radio Network. Sunday night showdown. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Wrestling Radio Tips on how to host your very own wrestling radio show. Wrestling Radio Tip 101, take listener phone calls. Here's how it works. You set up a phone line, and when a listener calls in, you answer just like this. All right, let's let's go back to the phone lines. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? What? Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? What? Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? Okay. <laughs> I I don't really follow Hulk Hogan because I, I just kind of find him up to be a, a washed up douchebag. Skeet, 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 skeet. Yeah! 
it's 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 been booming in the warehouse with with Sincata just starting in WWE. The t-shirts and the masks have been up in the sky, of, you know. So your tennis shoes are in the side. I told Julio to hold up on them. All we have to wait for the shoelaces to come in in the bottom sole. What? 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 Okay. Well, what you gonna do, brother? Well, I just take off my shirt. Yeah. Say my prayers. Eat my vitamins. Yeah. Say no to the holy God. And I'm gonna go after you, brother. Yeah. Yeah. What you gonna do when the two-inch pythons run wild on you? <laughs> Bye, little. Hey you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Have you checked out the new Unplugged on Friday nights? Well, if you haven't, make sure you check out the new Unplugged Friday nights with JJ Sexay at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time, where JJ covers Smackdown, video games, and whatever the hell else he feels like. See you in chat. Speaking of poison, I hope you're happy. Oh, yeah. Because you and Ric Flair have been busy poisoning the minds of everyone here in the WWF. What are you trying to do to me, big man? Induce vomiting? You saw the pictures in the WWF magazine. The camera doesn't lie. The truth is, macho man, the lovely Elizabeth isn't the 99 and 44 100th percent pure lady you thought you married. You think she's a little less than pure? Well, you're right. And there taint a thing you can do about it. We'll hear from the macho man, Randy Savage, a little bit later on. His executive consultant, Mr. Perfect, the consummate jet setter, World Wrestling Federation champion, Ric Flair, here arriving by limousine. And on the subject of Ric Flair, those allegations regarding Elizabeth continue to persist here on the World Wrestling Federation. Scandalous unscrupulous. I cannot believe those photographs. I broke that story right here last week. This week, my broadcast colleague Vince McMahon caught up with Mr. Flair. Just who do you think you are, Ric Flair? You said you had information that was going to inhibit the performance of Randy Savage at WrestleMania. Information is one thing, but the filth the dirt you dug up last week, that's not designed to adversely affect the performance of another wrestler. That's designed to break up a marriage, to break up a relationship. How dare you, Ric Flair? That kind of information, it's, that kind of conduct, it's despicable. Certainly unbecoming of someone of your stature as the World Wrestling Federation champion. What you're seeing here, McMahon, is the arrogance of the World Wrestling Federation champion. The arrogance of a man that knows he's on top of every aspect of life, a man whose word is unreproachable, a man who right now is holding what could be a collector's item by tomorrow. Recognize this magazine? You know why it could be a collector's item by tomorrow? Because Randy Savage is at a fever pace trying to buy every issue on the street. Would you be embarrassed? He's embarrassed. You know why? Because we're revealing the fact that his wife did not lead 
a life of celibacy, that there was life before Randy, <laughs> that there was, well, look at this picture right here. Here we are in her living room, on her sofa, where we spent so many enjoyable hours. Me with my huge arm nestled around her shoulder, watching a program I was no fan of back then. Do you recognize the two people there? Well, that's you and my financial advisor, Bobby Hinn, TNT. Once again, the evidence rolls on. Let's look at another photo right here. Here we are, playing billiards. That's pool to you. Actually, I'm teaching her as I taught her so many other things. You know, she had a real palatial crib. Right off to the right of this table, you can't uh, see we're the not picture gonna, is her bedroom. We're not going <laughs> to talk about that. Oh, we'll talk about anything I want to. I'm a WWF champion. Have you forgotten? Let's go back to the original scene. Here we are. Let me assure you one thing, McMahon. The temperature in her pool <laughs> is second to none. <laughs> but let's look real closely here at the hottest item going. You see those two towels, right? R and L. Rick and Liz. As the story rolls on, McMahon, Randy and Liz, I understand there's a lot of dissension in that marriage right now. Randy, don't be ashamed of that feeling. Nobody can walk in these shoes. And Liz, as that tension builds up, as it starts to really get to you, don't be afraid to drop a dime. You got the number, and I got a big shoulder to rest that head on. And Randy, most importantly of all, as you walk that aisle of WrestleMania 8, as you have to look me eye to eye, remember, Randy, she was mine before she was yours. Woo! <laughs> Incredible indeed. By the way, I'm going to be back later in this hour with reaction from the macho man, Randy Savage. But there you see the cover of the WWF magazine, which will be available this Tuesday at newsstands everywhere. On the inside, get more photographs, revealing photographs, McMahon. Yes, of the alleged relationship between Ric Flair and Miss Elizabeth. I can't believe it. I still can't believe it. Let's take you now to Mean Gene Okerlund, along with the macho man, Randy Savage. Randy Savage, let me first of all thank you for allowing us into your home during a time that has to be very difficult for both Elizabeth and yourself. And I respect the wishes of Elizabeth not wanting to appear on camera at this time. But what about the allegations from Ric Flair? You saw it in front of a nationwide television audience on Entertainment Tonight. I mean, the photographs showing he and your wife at that poolside watching television together, nestled on the couch, even playing billiards. Very intimate situations indeed. And then Ric Flair saying that Elizabeth, well, let me quote him. Randy, he said, she was mine, Randy Savage, before she was yours. I really don't know what to say. You know, the, the very image of Elizabeth, and then that storybook relationship between you and her. All of this now coming into question. Randy Savage, what, what are you thinking? Tell me, what are we supposed to think? Just what are you thinking of? What are you thinking of? Well, I mean, there's pictures and, 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 and a lot of evidence. Well, these allegations... Uh, yeah, but Randy, I mean, the photographs at poolside. Well, I mean, at the, the billiard table and the watching television. Oh, this feud 
was several months in the making. This feud had a cutting-edge storyline for its time. It contained everything from an alleged affair with Miss Elizabeth to bitter hatred between both icons. This is yet another classic feud in which managers played a crucial part. Mr. Perfect managed Ric Flair, and Miss Elizabeth was the devoted partner of the macho man Randy Savage. This feud extended from WrestleMania 8 to WCW Super Brawl 6. Now that is what I call a legendary feud. An epic encounter. This was the peak of Ric Flair's first run in the WWF. And if you've seen his tour de force in the 1992 Royal Rumble, you know that basically that was his high praise. His first run wasn't too memorable and wasn't as strong as his second run, but for some reason Flair never quite meshed with the WWF, who had featured serious wrestlers like Jake the Snake Roberts and Ricky Steamboat, not to mention Mr. Perfect, Rick Rude, Bret Hart, and Randy Savage himself. But Flair came in from the other side, the NWA, who were stupid enough to let Flair go and let him walk out with the big gold world heavyweight championship, which led to a series of fantastic vignettes where Bobby the Brain Heenan claimed that he was bringing the real world's champion to the WWF. Presumably to teach punks like Hulk Hogan a thing or two about real wrestling. Got that, fans? Real wrestling. Way, one half of the double main event. It's Macho Man Randy Savage against World Wrestling Federation champion Ric Flair. As you know, over the past few weeks, Flair has been showing those scandalous photos of him and Elizabeth, and he's not about to quit, as you'll see when I ran down the champion earlier this week. I'm looking for the boat. Make that the yacht of World Wrestling Federation champion Ric Flair. As you know, in recent weeks, Flair has been releasing some rather revealing photographs of him and Elizabeth in some rather intimate situations. All of this in an attempt, an obvious attempt, to affect the performance of the Macho Man when Randy Savage meets Ric Flair for the World Wrestling Federation title two weeks from now at WrestleMania. Well, it says, Gypsy, this must be the boat. this is the right one, you little swabby. Permission to come aboard. Well, this thing's got to be 80 feet long, at least. Welcome aboard, Gene. Ric Flair. Wow. Boy, is this befitting of the World Wrestling Federation champion. This, this is lavish. Did you expect anything less? Have a seat. You staying for the party tonight? No, no, no. The reason I'm here, Ric Flair, last week I spoke with Macho Man Randy Savage in his home. At that point in time, he categorically denied that there was anything to the photographs, anything to the relationship between yourself and Elizabeth. He said it was all untrue. Jesus, state of denial. He's lost it. Untrue? Do pictures lie? This is the hottest magazine in press today. Savage is running around the country trying to buy every copy up. Doesn't make any difference. It was on Entertainment Tonight. You saw it. Look right here, Gene. Here we are. Look at this. Wow, where was that? At her dining room table. Dom Perignon. <laughs> She's really working on me here, you know. <laughs> look at the look in her eyes. 
Have you ever seen a woman more content in your entire life? And look at here at the stables. Oh. <laughs> there she is with her two favorite studs. Jeff, I guess you were her first mate, huh? Yeah, something like that, Mr. Perfect. <laughs> Damaged goods. Let's go back here one more time. Oh, my. Remember I told you about the towels at the pool? The initials R and L, Rick and Liz. And look at here. She even remembered my favorite fruit, strawberries. Cracking up, Savage. You having a hard time swallowing this? Gene, you know that he is. And you know why? Because two weeks from now... You're going to be damaged goods just like Elizabeth. You got to walk that out. You got to face the best wrestler alive today, the WWF heavyweight champion, WrestleMania 8. You having a problem following this, Savage? Huh. It's a problem you have to live with the rest of your life. I'm Ric Flair. Elizabeth knows that, and you're not. That's something you got to live with. Remember this, Savage. I'm going to dump you. Just like I dumped her. You two deserve each other. Damaged goods. Live together the rest of your life. I'm Ric Flair, and I'm riding high. Woo! Wow. By the way, last week, we got a flat-out denial from the macho man Randy Savage. Let's take you back to that interview. Randy Savage, what, what are you thinking? Tell me, what are we supposed to think? What are you thinking of? What are you thinking? Well, I mean, there's pictures and and, and, and a lot of evidence. Untrue. Well, these allegations... Uh, Untrue! Yeah, but Randy, I mean, the photographs at poolside... Untrue! Well, I mean, at the, the billiard table and the watching television... Untrue! Uh, Untrue! All right, ladies and gentlemen, that sets the scene for what should be a tremendous matchup between World Wrestling Federation champion Ric Flair and the macho man Randy Savage. Hello everyone and welcome. Considering the recent damning photographs involving Elizabeth, the macho man Randy Savage has issued a hit list. And on that hit list, the publisher of the WWF magazine, Bobby the Brain Heenan, the WWF champion Ric Flair, and you, Mr. Parvick, what am I supposed to be scared, Savage? You may have the editor shaking in his boots, and you may have Bobby the Brain a little bit worried. But as far as Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect go, there's absolutely nothing negative about us two. Get the picture, McMahon. Savage, compared to Flair, you're second banana. <laughs> More allegations. More photographs from Ric Flair. As a matter of fact, earlier in the week, our update cameras caught up with the World Wrestling Federation champion. Could I get your attention, please? Before we get started here tonight, I would like to set some ground rules down for everybody, members of the dais as well. And the ground rules are this, that... I would like all the applause to be held till after Ric Flair has finished speaking. Now, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce to you the man that in one week at WrestleMania 8 will face the Macho Man Randy Savage. And I am proud to say will destroy the Macho Man Randy Savage. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you at this time 
the greatest World Wrestling Federation champion of all time, Rick Flair. Thank you, Mr. Perfect. As I now stand before each and every one of you, each and every one of you that believes Elizabeth led that life of celibacy, each and every one of you that believes she's that sweet, innocent flower she claims to be, each and every one of you that believes her accusations that the photographs of she and I are not real. Once again, as I stand before you all, <laughs> let's just take one moment to review the photos. Let's start out with the photo of she and I by the pool. Remember the towels, the initials R and L? Well, what else could they stand for but Rick and Liz? And my favorite fruit, strawberries. What, what a great day that was. Now let's look at Liz and I watching TV, cuddled up oh so closely. And of course, there's the scene at the dining room table, drinking Dom Perignon. Look at the look of her eyes, look at the bliss. Now there's a satisfied woman. And of course, let's go to the stable. As I said earlier, there's Elizabeth with her two favorite studs. Please notice the scarf she's wearing. Well, it's not by chance, ladies and gentlemen, that I happen to have that lovely scarf with me this very moment. And it's not by chance that I happen to remember the lovely scent of Elizabeth, Randy, the lovely scent of your oh-so-beautiful wife. Then again, it's not by chance that I'll be wearing this same scarf at WrestleMania 8, remembering the sweet smell of your lovely wife, Randy. And it's not by chance that I will experience the sweet smell of success when I beat you, Randy Savage, at WrestleMania 8. Woo! Thank you. Thank you all so much. few weeks with all of the the photographs and the allegations quite candidly folks i don't know what to believe standing by right now with comments let's hear from challenger macho man randy savage total lies one million percent untrue later on this weekend elizabeth's gonna expand on the truth yeah the truth is we know it rick Blair, you're a total liar i'm telling you right now number one on the hit list Number two is Mr. Perfect, who's not perfect. Bobby the Brain Heenan, you're number three on the Seek and Destroy list. And number four is the publisher of the World Wrestling Federation magazine. Yeah, because you gave validity to Ric Flair. Who's a total liar, Ric Flair. You say to be the man, you got to beat the man. Well, in the Indiana Hoosier Dome at WrestleMania 8, when the smoke clears, I'm going to be the man to beat the man. But I'm not going to be beating a man. I'm going to be beating a one million percent liar. Yeah, I am no angel, but you are the 30th player ever to play the game. Nothing with the reputation of my wife. You will never survive. No, you won't. This is the time for me to tell you. Show up at WrestleMania 8. Yeah, listen to what Elizabeth's got to say, but the final clout will be the Macho Man doing it to you. By the way, the Macho Man referring to the fact that you're going to be hearing the first ever response to the allegations 
from Elizabeth herself later on this weekend on the March to WrestleMania, a tribute to Hulk Hogan. You won't want to miss that one. The thing about the WWF, and this translates to the current era, WWE as well, is that real wrestling isn't often enough, or you could say isn't enough to garner main event status. Perfect and Rude had a cup of coffee in the main event scene because they looked great, gave great interviews, and had Bobby Heenan as their manager. Savage had a tremendous build. It took a a federal steroid trial to push a guy like Hart to the WWF title, and had that not happened, it's beyond a reason to speculate that he would have basically, you could say, wound up just like Steamboat and Roberts, a non-champion, you know, uh, that, that second tier that didn't quite make it. Those tremendous wrestlers who didn't have the look of a typical WWE champion. The feud between Randy Savage and Ric Flair was one of the first feuds to dive into real lives. And the real lives of the wrestlers and superstars themselves. Sure, everyone at this point knew Macho Man and Elizabeth were married, but real lives were rarely, if ever, even so much as mentioned in WWE storylines at the time. When Ric Flair began claiming that he and Elizabeth had something going on, quote-unquote something, it brought out the maniac of Savage. Flair would go on to reveal pictures of Elizabeth and himself together. Of course, Elizabeth would never do such a thing, and the only logical thing to do was to beat up Ric Flair. The WWE has tried and failed this type of storyline since because they saw such success with this one. No one bought it, which makes this feud one of the best. This storyline even spread over to the WWE magazine. This is where I remember it. I couldn't wait to buy the magazine to see the the photos of the Macho Man and Flair, Miss Elizabeth and Flair and what the Macho Man was going to do. This feud even made its way into WCW. Ric Flair had Elizabeth as one of his valets and continuing the storyline of to who will she pick. And it was the main it was the main focus of their feud and it carried over. I remember when Elizabeth wanted to spend Mar- uh, Savage's money in WCW and she was flaunting it around. Ric Flair was bragging that she was spending his money, giving it to fans, throwing that throwing it to waste to the wayside. It added a new element to the feud, and it carried over organizations, which was so rare to see. Truly a storyline that had wheels that lasted years. Flair didn't look like a WWF champion, didn't act like a WWF champion, didn't talk like a WWF champion. His whole feud with the Macho Man was over the fact that he had, at one point in time, slept with Miss Elizabeth. And he had the pictures to prove it. That was way risque for the early 90s WWF, as was Bleeding, which Flair did by the buckets. And when looking at everything Flair was and looking at everything the WWE was, it was obvious that things weren't quite going to add up between the two. That became obvious when the original planned WrestleMania 8 main event was supposed to be Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan. Everyone wanted to see that. It was scrapped in favor of Savage versus Flair. 
and they moved Hogan to face Sid Vicious. In terms of pay-per-view buys, pay-per-view buys that's easier for me to say, Flair and Hogan probably would have established a record that stood for a long time. It was the match everyone wanted to see. It was wrestling's ultimate dream match. And the WWF had the power to book it when both could still go. The appeal of the match was so obvious that it was Hogan's first match in WCW. With virtually zero build, Flair Hogan at Bash at the Beach 95, they probably should have saved it for Starcade, I think, but it outsold WWF's offering that month. There's a lot of speculation as to why Vince couldn't or wouldn't pull the trigger on Flair and Hogan at WrestleMania, including the egos of the two men involved. But if you look at a lot of Flair Hogan bouts, from both from WWE and WCW, their common unifier is that they were really weren't that good. Flair and Savage, on the other hand, well, they'd also have dozens of, dozens of matches in WCW, and while some of them were were certainly good, none of them were as were close to being at this level. It probably helps that some sixty thousand people are in a stadium going absolutely crazy for every punch, chop, and flare flop. And it probably helps that Savage was the most magnanimous main eventer of that era, willing to take as much, if not more, punishment than, than he dishes out. That's not as true of this match as it was in last year's Warrior-Savage encounter, which is truly legendary. We'll go over that in a future epic encounter. Another great rivalry. But Flair's... Not a hulking powerhouse, and he too works better when getting battered. Mr. Perfect was the X Factor, as he's probably the most in shape manager in history. As soon as Savage gets the an advantage, Perfect is there to hook him and basically drag him off a of flare or nail Savage with a chair as the referee's back is turned. It's only fitting that Flair, known as the dirtiest player in the game, woo! Gets gets his at the end, losing to a cradle pin with Savage had holding his tights. That was classic. The interviews that Flair and Savage gave after the match are absolutely priceless. As bloody, crazed Flair, who got fined for cutting himself actually, knows that he's been had... And a wounded, crazed macho man couldn't give a damn and promises to really get Flair the next time they meet. We have a centerfold. Now, McMahon, this is pay-per-view. You cannot edit this. We have a picture. It's blown up to this big of Miss Elizabeth. She's all laid back looking pretty, except for that little staple in her belly. But you wait. Savage, you wait till WrestleMania. We're going to show you and everybody else this great centerfold. Last week... On the WrestleMania 8 special, we finally had the opportunity to get the long-awaited other side of the story regarding Ric Flair's allegations involving Elizabeth. Let's go to that interview. Elizabeth, thank you for allowing us into your home. Well, Vince, two weeks ago when you were here, I, I couldn't speak with you then. I was in shock. I was embarrassed and humiliated, and I guess what... Um, I've been feeling is a little numb, but now I'm angry. I'm angry because national television and the World Wrestling Federation magazine, a, a publication that has always treated Randy and myself fairly, whether times were good or bad, gave credibility to a man like Ric Flair, 
and proceeded to publish uh, photographs in an article that were, as Randy said, completely untrue. We untrue. can Yes, we, we have proof. Randy is actually on his way now to the magazine headquarters to give the negatives to the publisher. I don't know how those photographs happened and I can't, what I can't believe is that some, someone like Ric Flair would be taken at face value for what he said. It just, it just amazes me. I, I, I'm just, I'm really angry about it. Are you saying that in the negatives, which Randy Savage now has, are you saying that in those negatives where you see Ric Flair next to you, that it's actually Randy Savage, that's what the negatives can show? Absolutely. I don't know how he did it, how Ric Flair managed to do it, but those are personal pictures of Randy and mine, and, and I'm, I'm so upset that he was able to do that, and then that the magazine would just publish them, that they were true. Do you feel as though your reputation has been besmirched in any way? Oh, of course I do. I'm, I feel terrible about it. I feel badly not just for myself, but for my family and, and for Randy's family, that, that everyone now is looking at us a little bit differently. Are you different, Liz? I think I'm probably, yes, a, a lot different. I think they, but what, what's more important is the idea that this can happen to anyone, that a person like Ric Flair can say something is true and people believe it, and, and it can happen to anyone at any time. It's, it's, it's just shocking. So you feel vulnerable then? I feel vulnerable. I think, um, yeah, I'd say I feel pretty vulnerable. What do you want to happen, Liz, if you could wave your magic wand and all this goes away? How, how are you going to be vindicated? Um, I know that we will be vindicated when the magazine publishes the true photographs, when I know that when people get a chance to actually see what the true story is, that I personally will feel vindicated but there will always kind of be a nagging in my, in my mind that, that anyone would ever believe that this happened. So then you feel you've been scarred and perhaps in some way scarred for life. Yes. Thank you. I knew it. I knew it. You know, I just knew it all along. I never could believe those outrageous and scandalous photographs, but it feels so much better to hear that from Elizabeth herself. Keep in mind, the Macho Man has compiled a hit list. Flair, Perfect Keenan, even the publisher of the World Wrestling Federation magazine are included on that list. Apparently, all of this is not intimidating Ric Flair and company. We're going to be hearing from them later on in the hour. Now, they're claiming they possess some kind of a centerfold of Elizabeth. Uh, here at the airport, I don't know if this is some kind of a wild goose chase. World Wrestling Federation champion. Oh, here they are, finally. World Wrestling Federation champion Rick Fire, along with his executive consultant, Mr. Perfect. Gentlemen, Elizabeth has publicly denied the allegations. As a matter of fact, the two of you are on now, the hit list. wait just That's a it. minute. Miss Elizabeth, how low can you possibly go? Are you talking about running around Sue herself, the Jezebel that now has the audacity to tell the whole world that the World Wrestling Federation 
champ could be telling an untruth. Well, let me explain something to you, sweetheart. I remember when you were so proud of the fact that you rode Space Mountain, you couldn't stand it. And I remember how you always wanted to be on the arm of Ric Flair as we styled and profiled. Now it's long limousines. It's Jet airplanes. It's the World Wrestling Federation Championship. You want back in? No way, baby. And on top of that, she's got the nerve to call me a liar, to insinuate after a month that the photos aren't real. Another Jack Tunney trying to really distort my belt, trying to tell the world it didn't happen. Liz, you were there and you loved it, baby. You loved it. Now, now you want back in. Well, baby, there's no way. And in closing, Mr. Perfect and I have one last surprise at WrestleMania. Tell him, Perfect. Well, you've got to be talking about the centerfold, Woo! the prize photo of Miss Elizabeth, the one that we're going to have stuck up on the big screen at the Hoosier Dome at WrestleMania. Savage, so everybody can see exactly what your old lady looks like. Oh. <laughs> 10,000 letters a week. People wanting to know, Rick, was she really that hot? Rick, what does she really look like? Well, at WrestleMania 8, on the big screen, Rick Flair, Mr. Perfect, are going to show it all. Randy, your wife is going to be there. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> on the big screen. <laughs> Let's go, big man. Hey! And in closing, Gene Oakland, let me just remind Randy Savage of two things. Number one, Randy, no matter how you look at it, pal, she was mine before she was yours. And number two, when you're on your hands and knees, after taking the worst beating of your life, You'll be the same thing she is every day of her life. Damaged goods. Ha <laughs> ha I really don't know what to make of Ric Flair after conducting that interview. Do you really think he's going to show that centerfold of Elizabeth? You know, they can't stop him. After all, WrestleMania is live. And they've got that big screen at the Hoosier Dome. Needless to say, it is going to be a very interesting WrestleMania 8. For it not to be the main event of WrestleMania 8 was a travesty. To have these two talents be at the top of their game for the World Wrestling Federation Championship and for it to just be a mid-card match truly, truly was a travesty. Hogan and Sid Justice were the main event. Definitely did not live up to the hype. It wasn't nearly as good of a match as these two had. Um, and it certainly would have been a much better show, well-rounded show, if these two capped off the night. But the, you could say without a, without a shadow of a doubt, this feud in particular, because of the how diverse it was, the ups and downs, the twists and turns, and how inventive it was, it will definitely go down in the ranks as one of the greatest rivalries of all time. By now, the universe is aware of the fact that there is a new World Wrestling Federation champion. In one of the greatest title bouts in WWF history, Macho Man Randy Savage withstood a furious onslaught 
from Ric Flair to become the champion for a second time. Flair repeatedly attacked the left leg of Savage during the course of the match to the point where the Macho Man was barely mobile. Now, in viewing this classic matchup, you had to wonder, how much can one man take? And you're about to see, there came a point in time where Savage could take no more. So long, Macho Man. that figure four out again. I would have to concede it would be over. You bet. But no, it's the Macho Man. And again, behind from the outside. And no, 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 no. After the match was over, Ric Flair shifted his attention from the Macho Man to Elizabeth. Of all my time in the World Wrestling Federation, I have never seen such a ripoff. Macho Man Randy Savage, everybody saw him. You had a handful of trunks. You're a cheater, just like your old lady. This man has never taken a shortcut to anywhere. And Savage, when it comes to you, we are going to take care of business once and for all. What we have here, Macho Man, is a breakdown in communication. You see, you're running around town now telling everybody that you're the real world champion. And why not? Because you think you beat Ric Flair. You're the WWF champion. And why not? Because you think you beat Ric Flair. And above all else, now you think you've defended triumphantly the honor of Liz. Well, my friend, all you've done has opened up the biggest keg of dynamite on the face of this earth. It's called Perfect and Flair, side by side. And my friend, I give a man his due. You might have pulled my tights, but the bottom line is the macho man's the champ for the moment. For the moment. And where we go, macho man, remember this. You did it once. Now you gotta do it again. And Liz, I know you're gonna be there every night, baby. And I want you to know I'm gonna kiss you on those wet, moist lips one more time. Woo! Woo! Hi again, folks. In the current issue of the World Wrestling Federation magazine, in the feature article, Flair Exposed, new photos supplied by the macho man Randy Savage cast considerable doubt on an earlier series of pictures, alleged genuine pictures given to us by the former World Wrestling Federation champion, Ric Flair. Now, I want you to take a look at this series of comparison photographs. Here's one. Instead of Ric Flair, it's Randy Savage with Elizabeth out by the pool. You can clearly see that. And in this one, instead of Ric Flair, it's Randy and Elizabeth watching television on the sofa at home, quite obviously. Now in this one, instead of Slick Rick, it's Randy and Elizabeth out of the stable area with that beautiful animal. And instead of Ric Flair, it's Randy and Elizabeth toasting what had to be an incredible meal. Well, they're toasting with Dom Perignon. 
You know, in every single instance, it seems that it was Randy Savage who was wooing the heart of Elizabeth and not Ric Flair. What's with this guy, Ric Flair? This is the same man who lost the World Wrestling Federation title at WrestleMania to the Macho Man Randy Savage. Then after that match, Ric Flair had the unmitigated goal to walk over to Elizabeth and to kiss her flush on the lips. Mr. Flair, I hope you keep all of this in mind because, as you know, you have another appointment with the World Wrestling Federation champion, Randy Savage. Now, considering the frame of mind that you have put Savage in, Ric Flair, I wouldn't want to be in your boots. Why don't you just straighten up and fly right, McMahon? We're not here to talk about backbones. We're here to talk about no backbones. We're here to talk about that cheat. Randy Savage, who's so spineless, even his own wife can't stand him. That's not true. Not only is it true, McMahon, it's orthopedically correct. And I've got more than just a hunch that the next time Savage runs into Ric Flair, he'll learn the hard way that a stand-up guy like Slick Rick is no slouch. We'll be hearing live from the WWF champion, Macho Man Randy Savage, coming up. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest this week is the World Championship at WrestleMania from Ric Flair. And secondly, for regaining the honor of your wife, Elizabeth, the First Lady of the World Wrestling Federation. However, there are those who say the victory was questionable because you had to bend the rules to beat Ric Flair. You gotta be ripping. This is the 90s. I'm talking about Ric Flair, a guy that'll do anything, say anything, lie about anything. Zero morals, zero credibility, a zero in life. I did what I had to do against a guy like that because he would have done the same to me. So I consider it a done deal. A liar, too. Get off. Macho Man, in all due respect, there are those who say that you stole the title. Stole the title? No. The only 
was from you, Ric Flair. After the match, when you stole a kiss from Elizabeth, when you put your dirty, stinking, slimy, fat, disgusting lips on my wife, and you, Ric Flair, what you got, and what you done did, is you got the kiss of death. Because I'm gonna get you, Ric Flair. This is the first time in WWF history where the champion is challenging the challenger. And if you think that dropping the WWF championship was bad, wait till you get dropped by me. Now, fans, let's jump ahead to the Beyond the Bell mailbag. BTBWrestling at gmail.com. The mailbag sponsored by the SNS Radio Network. SNSRadioNetwork.com. You can see, I should say, you can listen to all of the archive shows from Wrestling News Live, What Would Fans Do, the Elite Force podcast, which is brand new, the, uh, of course, Unplugged with JJ Allcap Sexa. All on the SNS Radio Network, and I also will not forget about the Cause Cast, which was one of my favorite shows in the network because I'm a big gamer. And a future Beyond the Bell will feature some of the greatest wrestling video games of all time. So I would like to also have the feedback from our Cause Cast hosts, Charles Shane and JJ Allcap Sexay. Love to get their views on the greatest wrestling games of all time. That's going to be another Beyond the Bell coming up. In the upcoming weeks, our great programming schedule next week on Beyond the Bell we'll talk about. But first off, let's go to our mailbag. Steve from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, Landstorm style, had a quick question for host ring announcer Sean Beckerman. So Steve asks, Sean, for both feuds, Lawler, Kaufman, Savage, and Flair, what was the one moment for each feud that got you to watch? Thank you so much, Steve, for the question. Great question. Start off with Lawler and Kaufman. Uh, being a WWF fan and a New York fan, you know, watching Vince McMahon, Hulk Hogan wrestling, I was a Hulkamaniac. I started to watch the NWA and Georgia Championship wrestling later on in my life. And then I started to pick up some tapes on Memphis after, after, you could say, once I got used to watching the USWA and watching the Unabomber, and you know, which we found out to be Kane, Isaac Yankum, the whole deal. And seeing Lawler wrestle there, I started to look back at Lawler's career, especially when he debuted at Primetime Wrestling um, you know, as an initial commentator slash wrestler when Bobby Heenan brought him in. So I look back at his career and... One of my first memories was watching the documentary slash interview with Classy Freddie Blassie, which was directed by Andy Kaufman. And then I started to look up Kaufman a little bit more and Lawler. This is before the internet. And then I saw this tremendous feud. I remember watching on Comedy Central. They had this documentary of the feud between Lawler and Kaufman. And and I said to myself, there's a, a wrestling rivalry that happened in Memphis that was so big I didn't hear about. And I just wound up being so intrigued by this documentary on Comedy Central that... I saw the the type of impact 
Kaufman made on the mainstream media when he when Kaufman slapped or Lawler slapped Kaufman on the David Letterman show. So that documentary was the first time I really got a glimpse of this feud that I had no idea took place. I think I was maybe around 11, 12 years old. I had no idea about this feud, and it was so shocking to me at the time to see such a great feud that was outside the WWF. Because in my mind, all great feuds only happened in the WWF because I was such a homer. So that was the Lawler-Kaufman feud. My, and what drove me into the Flair-Savage feud was looking forward to opening the WWF magazine to see those risque photos between Elizabeth and Flair. And I opened them up, and you know they were just Elizabeth laying on a on a next to the pool on a on a lounge chair, and Flair in his bathing suit. Not too shocking to me, but I, I remember I couldn't wait to open up the WWF magazine to see the risque footage between Flair or Miss Elizabeth and Flair. So those two moments drove me into the, both of those feuds, which I still remember to this day. Thank you so much for the question, Steve. So we'll look ahead to the upcoming shows on Beyond the Bell next week. It's going to be a great show for you fans. It's going to be one that I've been looking forward to for a long period of time and that you fans have been asking for. Next week will be Famous Factions, the most powerful stables in professional wrestling history. That's going to be a spectacular show that I cannot wait to go over. The greatest factions, stables of all time. We're going to play some great clips for you fans and just break down some notable factions and some of the most powerful entities in sports, entertainment, and professional wrestling. That's going to be a great show. Then two weeks from from this show we're going to have epic encounters volume four which will be headlined with the rivalry between mankind versus the undertaker you know we're going to have some hell in the cell clips for you fans some great promos between mcfoley and mark callis the undertaker as we'll look at the taker mankind feud two weeks from now epic encounters volume four as this strong series moves on for you fans so to all you fans out there, thank you so much for joining us on Epic Encounters Volume 3. Remember, remember, if you haven't already, listen to the Beyond the Belt Extra as we take a look back at the heel turn of Brett the Hitman Hart, the heel hitman, which is now archived up on snsradionetwork.com as well as beyondthebell.podbean.com. The heel hitman, the heel turn of Brett the Hitman Hart, the Beyond the Belt Extra one of the small segments that didn't make it to our heel turn edition of Beyond the Bell a couple weeks ago. So I want to provide that audio for your fans as quickly and, and as soon as possible so you guys can get the top-notch audio And because I know all you fans wanted to hear comments from the Hitman, hear his audio, his interviews, because it was left out from the previous uh, heel turn edition of Beyond the Bell. So I'm excited for the next coming weeks. Coming up on the SNS Radio Network, we have Wrestling News Live, as well as the Causecast, Charles Shane, JJ Allcap Sexy, What Would Fans Do? We have the Elite Force Podcast, which is brand new, as well as Friday's Unplugged with JJ Allcap Sexy and Beyond the Bell coming up each and every weekend for you fans on the SNS Radio Network. I'm so excited for the future shows coming up. Email us once again at btbwrestling at gmail.com. Go to the forums. Let me. We have right now a Epic Encounters uh Epic Encounters thread going, which I want to hear your feedback on what rivalries, feuds you want to hear on Beyond the Bell. So I've heard some great comments. We're definitely going to implement those in the upcoming episodes. I believe in addition to Mankind Undertaker in two weeks, I think it will also have the Nick Bockwinkle, Kurt Henning feud to also be another featured matchup in the Beyond the Bell Epic Encounters series. So stay tuned for that. So, once again, fans, thank you so much for joining us on Epic Encounters Volume 3. We'll see you next week.
we'll wrap up tonight's show with our theme of the week, which will fit today's Epic Encounter series in the main event slot, the Macho Man Randy Savage's theme from WCW. We played his theme from the WWF recently on Beyond the Bell, so we'll play his WCW theme, his debut theme coming into WCW, a more of a rock version of Pomp and Circumstance. So we'll have that as our theme of the week for you as we close out this week's edition of the Epic Encounter Series Volume 3. So we'll see you next week as we get ready to go Beyond the Bell. (laughs) 